Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for uh, checking in with us uh, virtually this weekend. Because of the weather uh, in our area, uh, the school system closed all of the buildings, shut down all activities uh, in those buildings, including those who have religious services. So that's us. But hey, thanks for tuning in um, virtually, which some of us have been used to doing uh, since COVID. But um, hey, we're going to continue the series that we've been in uh, called Where It All Begins. And it's a series about the mind. And I'm really excited to be sharing with you this weekend. If you have a Bible or a device or Bible app, uh, we'll land in Isaiah uh, chapter number 26. But before we get there, a couple of months back, I was uh, going out to eat with a medical resident that attends our church. His name is Daniel. He's in my small group. And we were getting together. And I walk in the restaurant and I look over to the right and I see um, a woman named Tashina who is uh, on our uh worship team and she didn't see me and so I sat down and um, she was with uh, another guest and I told the waitress I said hey you know I love to pay for their meal so will you just get me the tab and uh, I'll take care of it but, but don't say anything to them um, about it until after I pay so um, long story short uh, Tashina eventually comes over and and sees that you know it's me and that you know i'm the one who the waitress said paid for the meal and uh she says to me she said the waitress said oh this this gentleman over here um is gonna pay for the meal y'all should run it up and i was like oh okay like totally what i said not to do but anyway she probably was joking and said it jokingly but the thought i had was like where did that thought even come from um to to run it up now i know uh, we know that when we hear things like that, sometimes like, oh, okay, in that case, like, let me just get more or, or add a drink or like try to squeeze as much as we can out of it to try to get the most out of every situation. And I know that our actions come from our thoughts and our thoughts are influenced by what we're exposed to. And so I thought about like, well, actually this whole idea of trying to maximize and get the most out of every situation is not necessarily bad, but it is a predominant thought in our culture that is connected to capitalism because a, a capitalistic mindset is all about like, hey, let me get the most that I can out of this situation. Let me, let me try to maximize it the best I can. Again, that's not necessarily bad. But what happens with this capitalism mindset is the residue and the baggage of it is hustle and pressing and anxiety. I got to try to hit it big every single time. I got to try to maximize it every single time. And then we compare our capitalization. Did we do enough? Did I do as much as this person, you know, to other people around us? And it's not good for our mental health. And our minds are always thinking about keeping score and keeping a record of how we did and how much we got and how much we made and all of these sorts of things. And it's a never ending rat race where no one really wins because winning is not really winning because of all of the like, again, extra stuff that comes along with that mindset. And it, it begins to to take us on these highs and lows of, of dopamine and depression. 
Side note, I'm not like a Marxist or socialist because I said something uh, about capitalism. I know how, how y'all be thinking out there and how other people think. I'm just saying that our mindset is heavily influenced by the culture around us and this idea of like trying to get more and more and more and maximize and maximize and maximize is adding stress and anxiety to our lives. It's not a recipe for peace and rest. It's a recipe for problems and riots. And that's what we're seeing in our culture regularly. Let me turn it to myself for just a second. Um, back in July 2023, um, I was writing some notes in my journal, and I don't really journal often. It's not really uh, a good discipline that I have. But um, I was reading this book called Life Without Lack by Dallas Willard, and um, it was a very challenging time for me, and I was internally wrestling with uh, some serious anxiety. And um, I began reading in Isaiah um, 26, which we'll get to um, in just a minute. But backing up a couple of weeks before um, July of 2023, June 30th, like I literally had a breakdown in my bathroom, just like sobbing uncontrollably. And some of you have, hope you have heard me uh, tell this story already. But what I realized was I had no peace. And it was because my mind was set on the wrong things or in the wrong place. I had too many things that I was trying to manage. And I want to share with you two quotes that I shared um, in the first week of the series that I want to just bring back up again because it's very relevant to what I want to talk about uh, today. Dallas Willard says, you are more than anything else a mind. And, most, and the most important thing about your mind is what it is focused on. The focus of your thoughts, which is the second quote, the focus of your thoughts significantly affects everything else that happens in your life and evokes the feelings that frame your world and motivate your actions. So basically, your thoughts influence your feelings, influence your actions. So security, joy, the peace I feel or don't feel is directly connected to my thoughts. And the prophet Isaiah offers us some encouragement in just this one verse that I was meditating on this entire summer, and it's Isaiah 26.3, and I want to read it for you in three different versions. Here's the first version in the CSB version. It says, you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. This is Isaiah talking about God. The ESV version says, you him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And then the message translation says, people with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep at it and they don't quit. I just want to talk for a couple more minutes um, this weekend from the subject, how to get peace of mind. For a couple of months, I chewed on that verse, um, Isaiah 26 and 3, as I was searching inwardly. And in my journal, I asked this question. Holy Spirit, where do I need to invest more? And I clearly 
felt the Holy Spirit tell me that I needed to focus on my mind. I needed to focus on my thoughts. And the word that jumped out at me in that verse that we just read, or the phrase it, it was around uh, stayed or dependent or, or keeping. And it's a Hebrew word uh, that means to lean on or lay on or rest oneself in God. So many times our rest is dependent on external circumstances and what things are happening and what things are not happening in our lives. It's the wrong mindset because what Isaiah is saying that is that God offers us perfect peace if our minds are stayed on him. It, it didn't say anything about our circumstances and our situation. And I had this breakdown because I, I had my mind so focused on these variables that I felt like I couldn't control and I couldn't influence in the way that I wanted them to go. And Isaiah says that our minds can be kept in perfect peace because we are trusting in God. So two quick points and uh, I'm going to be out of your hair. How do we have uh, peace of mind? Well, the first one is the only way to have peace of mind is submission. I know we don't love that word submission. Nobody likes to submit. But let me show you what it what this looks like. I think a lot of times our mindset is, um, again, this idea of taking on more and getting more and pursuing more. And we're taking on too much. And the loads that we're carrying are super heavy. And part of the submission uh, that we need to subscribe to is just admission, like admitting that we got too much stuff going on, that the load is too, too heavy, like we're trying to manage too many things. And this individualistic mindset in our culture is crushing us. And check this out. I don't think it's a coincidence that we have more than we've ever had before. We're making more money than we've ever made before. We've got more access to things than we've ever had before, but we are more anxious and we are more lonely and we're more disconnected. I don't think that that's by accident. Our minds don't even have time and room to rest and to process. If what Isaiah says is true, then our peace is found in resting in God. And we don't really know how to rest. We don't even have a culture or a society that values rest. I mean, you hear people saying stuff like, I'll sleep when I'm dead, which is crazy to think about. But here's the thing. We think that that is the way to prosperity and we're running hard after that. But God desires for us to prosper way more than we desire for ourselves. But we have to make decisions against our flesh and submit. I'm going to say that again. We got to make decisions against our flesh. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to go there. No, I'm not going to drown my sorrows away or, or shop my sorrows away or whatever it is that we tend to do to avoid um, addressing what's going on in our lives or to help us get peace. We got to make decisions against that and, and figure out what it looks like for us to 
submit to God's word, to trust him and to digest more of that than we're digesting everything else. Let me just tell you this one quick thing. There's a guy named Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament. And in one of his letters to Jesus followers in Rome, you know what he said? He said, the mindset that is according to God's spirit is life and peace. But a mindset according to the flesh is death. And I think we can look all around us and, and see the toll that that mindset is taking on us. So number one, we've got to, in order to get peace of mind, we've got to submit. And that is submitting to the will of God and what he is asking us to do. The second thing is the only way to keep your peace of mind is by seeking. Listen, to whom or whatever we are submitted to informs our seeking. Um, let me see if I can break it down to you this way. Let's say uh, you came into this year, uh, like so many people saying, man, I'm going to have a, a healthier lifestyle. Well, that means that you have to seek after or you have to pursue like what it means to be healthy. So matter of fact, I, I got some visuals for you. So um, there's some there's some kale right here, um, some stuff that I'm eating. These are some supplements that I take uh, every day. Um, fruits, uh, granola, got a little avocado here. Some of these things are not my favorites, but uh, this is the mindset that I have, not just this year, but just in general, to be healthy. Got some, some nuts here and plenty of other things, right? But our choices and our decisions reflect what we're actually seeking. So we can't say that we want to have a healthier mind. We can't say that we want to have a healthier body. We can't say that we are going after this particular goal. And our decisions and our choices are not focused in that direction. We're not seeking out those things that align with what we say we want. You know, Jesus talked a lot about this in the New Testament. Matter of fact, over and over again, Matthew 6 and 24, Jesus said, you can't seek God and money. Like, it, you just can't do both. And then he goes on to say in Matthew 6, instead of seeking those things, and, and instead of even worrying about what you're going to wear, what you're going to drink, eat, any of those sorts of things, seek me first and my righteousness, and everything else is going to take care of itself. And then in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, you know what he said? He gives us an invitation. Come to me, those who are weary and burdened. Take my yoke. Learn from me. I have rest for your souls. I offer you a lighter burden. That's the same thing uh, that's, or, or that's synonymous with seeking, like come to me. The word come there means to, to follow. It is a preposition re referring to direction. So seek this direction. Be with me is also what that word means. And then Jesus said again in John 14, 27, peace I give you, not as the world gives us. Man, what the world is offering us is like this false peace. Stuff that just doesn't last. And it's all circumstantial. And we are influenced by what we consume, what we watch, what we're looking at, who we're comparing ourselves to, who we're spending time with, which is why Jesus said, come to me, follow me, be with me, seek me. And throughout the gospels, Jesus is constantly saying this in John 15, 
He said, abide in me and remain in me nine different times. And he talked about producing fruit. But guess what? The fruit was all about the connection to him. And Isaiah says, peace is the byproduct of a mind dependent on God. And every day we're bombarded by invitations to seek and to follow that does not equal rest for us. Let me see if I can bring us in for uh, a landing. I'm not really sure that we are aware of how extensive the implications are of our thoughts. Yes, we have a growing awareness of, of mental health and emotional health, and there's a lot of things that, that are being uh, talked about as a, re, as a result of that. But what about our biological health? What about our physical health? Neuroscientist and uh, Jesus follower, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, if you don't know who she is, you can look her up, you can read some of her material. She's a phenomenal researcher and uh, neuroscientist. But she talks about how our minds, um, which are our thoughts, impact our physical brains. And that impact and, and that influence is called neuroplasticity, meaning that like our thoughts can actually shape the, the physical makeup uh, and, the, and the neurological pathways in our brain. And then that impacts our physical health. And what it means is that like our mind can directly change our brain, our physical brain, both positively and negatively. I love this quote that she says in her latest book, uh, Clean Up Your Mental Mess. She says, a restless mind can leave the body in a chronically stressed out state. And this unmanaged toxic uh, stress suppresses the ongoing housekeeping and restorative functions of the cell repair that puts the body into a low-grade state of inflammation, which can also accelerate the aging process. This is crazy because the first time in human history, people are dying younger from preventable diseases. There was an article written uh, in the New Yorker in 2020 that talked about how people are literally dying of despair. And did you know that 90% of toxic illnesses are related to stress, even things like heart disease and cancer? but only five to 10% of those are actually genetic. So let me just say that again, 90% of the toxic illnesses are related to stress and anxiety, and only five to 10 of those, 10% of those things are genetic. And here's the kicker. The majority of the people at Hopeville, the majority of the people that are probably watching this broadcast um, or this, this, this streaming, this, this session, um, the worst impacted group aged 24 to 64. Here's the thing, the mindset of our culture is all about how more and accumulating more is better. But what we're actually getting more of is toxic to us. We're getting more stress, we're getting more anxiety, we're getting more depression as a result of pursuing these things. You have to take your focus off of God in order to pursue the things that the culture says is gonna make your life better. And this is why Jesus said, like you can't, you can't serve God and stuff. The peace that Isaiah says we have access to is if we focus our mind on God. And 
that word peace is translated into our health and our safety and our well-being, well-being and our prosperity. And the implications of that impact our entire life. Listen, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief or our adversary or the enemy or the devil or whatever you want to call him, his agenda is to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it to the fullest, have it abundantly. What better way to derail what God has for you than to plant seeds in your mind that take you away from your focus on him? I want to just end our time today um, asking you to repeat this corporate prayer that I want us to pray. And this is a version of the prayer that I wrote in my journal back in July when I was really struggling. And I want us to say it together uh, today just to close our time out together. Here we go. Lord, you are God or you are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you for your word and your Holy Spirit for guidance. Help me to focus my mind on following you and becoming more aware of your presence so that I can experience your peace. Help me to develop the mind of Christ that does what our Heavenly Father commands. Help me to seek you daily and learn to rest in you. Go before me today and help me to feel your presence. Help me to be strong and courageous when it is hardest. Help me to not hide or suppress my thoughts, but to acknowledge them and bring them to you. Thank you for grace and mercy when I fall short. Thank you for giving me the victory in my mind. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Hopefully you have a great rest of your weekend. And we'll see you live uh, next time uh, at Hopeville. We meet at the Stadium School uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. God bless.